Today I am continuing our sermon series about how God invites us or calls us to more, uh, more of this opportunity to experience the eternal life that Jesus brings into reality today. And today we are talking about how we need to have the forthrightness, honesty, and experience the joy of confessing our sin and what that means to confess sin and what it means to restore and reconcile relationships. And I'll be reading from 1 John. 1 John is a letter in the New Testament. I'll be reading from verse chapter 1, verses, probably start with verse 1 through 2, 3. And one thing I want to share is when you read scripture or when you hear scripture read, if you hear the same word repeated multiple times, it may be a clue to what's at stake. Like what's at stake in this argument or, or this position scripture is taking? What's really at stake? Therefore, I invite you to see how many times you hear me read the word fellowship in this text today, the word fellowship. Well, let's acquire what they come up with, all right? Y'all will be my, my, my testing board to see, all right? No pressure. <laughs> But I'll ask you guys, I'll invite y'all to see how many of you hear um, the word fellowship in Scripture today. Let's hear God's word again this morning. We declare to you what was from the beginning and what we have heard and what we have seen with our eyes, what we have looked at and touched with our hands concerning the word of life. This life was revealed, and we have seen it and testified to it and declare it to you, the eternal life that was with the Father and was revealed to us. What we have seen and heard, we also declare to you so that you also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. We are writing these things so that our joy may be complete. This is the message we have heard from him and proclaimed to you, that God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him while we are walking in darkness, we lie and do not do what is true. But if we walk in the light as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he who is faithful and just will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all our unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. My little children, I am not writing these things so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. And he is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, and not only ours, but also the sins of the entire world. Now by this we know that we have come to know him if we obey his commandments. Church, this is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. 
Almighty and gracious God, I ask that you hide me behind your cross so that our focus is on you today, not me. May your Holy Spirit work in our hearts and minds today so what we think and say and do after we encounter you in worship today reflects Jesus. Amen. So I'm still getting over a bug, as you can tell. Uh, last week, I felt as bad as I sounded. This week, I feel better than I sound. Uh, but just to be a, a, a good uh, person who doesn't want to get anybody sick, I will not be greeting you at the door today. I will kind of stay in my hermit crab mode here um, so that I don't spread uh, the germs. I'd rather spread the gospel this morning. And I appreciate also the time with our children we had with Hannah. We had some young preachers in there. And I appreciate all of the good news that we heard from them this morning. I read from 1 John's letter in the New Testament, and we heard a lot about uh, sin and Jesus, but we also heard the word fellowship. How many times did we hear that word, choir? Four times, right? Four times. Thank you. Excellent. Good listening skills. That was great. Four times. That's right. And the word fellowship, what that means when this was written in Greek was Participation, spiritual fellowship, partnership, in communion. It's about community. This is about how we have this opportunity for this fellowship, partnership, community, this connection. We got this opportunity to have that as, as a people of faith, right here in our church, as people in our community, and we have this opportunity to have this connection with God. It's about this fellowship, right? This connection point. It's in there four times because that's what is at stake in the word we heard read this morning. This opportunity for the spiritual connection, this community, this fellowship. And we heard how sin can impact this opportunity or this relationship, this fellowship, the Greek word is koinia. Sin impacts that and harms that. Some people describe sin as things that separate us from God and this other, or choices that separate us from God and each other. I read about it years ago and a good description of sin that always hit home to me was sin is centrifugal. It spins and spins and pushes everything to the outside. Pushes our relationships with each other, our relationships with God, and it keeps spinning and spinning until even the core of our humanity is gone. Romans chapter six says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God gives us is eternal life in Jesus Christ. We know that when we sin and we do not participate in this fellowship, we can push everything out. Our relationships, our connections, our love of God, our love of neighbor, and we just do harm even to our own humanity. And when we confess our sin and we move away from that and closer to each other and closer to God and make those decisions that are faithful, we have this sense of connection and community in our humanity that God gives us is restored. 
The wage of sin is death, but the gift of God we have is eternal life in Jesus. And Jesus brings that eternal life into the present today. I wonder if you have any relationships you can think of that have been severed where there's been harm. Maybe there's been harm that, that maybe you say I did or maybe somebody else did or maybe it was both parties. And maybe the confession today is a chance to reconcile those relationships. Maybe there's something with God that we're not being honest about and God invites us to be honest about that this morning. John is writing this letter to this this community of faith, this church. And what's at stake is their ability to have this relationship with God and each other. And apparently we can infer from what we read that some folks in this church feel like they do not sin, right? They think they do not sin and I don't need to confess sin, right? I'm a pastor, I don't have to do that anymore. That's not true, <laughs> right? He believes that some people in his church, maybe they think, well, I don't kill. I don't commit grand larceny. You know, I show up on Sunday mornings. I'm a good person. I really don't sin. And maybe they're forgetting about envy or hoarding or the little things we do that do harm. So John is worried that some people in the church believe they're past sin. And he moves them through this letter to a point of saying, you've got to be honest. You've got to be honest with God and each other. Now, before we talk about confession, it's important to think about how we understand faithfulness, right? And confession of sin and what it means to be people who are walking in this light, this light of Jesus. It can be unhelpful to think, here's one container of people who are faithful, and here's another container of people who aren't. That's just not helpful to think about. It'd be like me saying, well, I know the balcony is a bunch of faithful people, and downstairs, eh, <laughs> right? That's unhelpful. Or to say, this side of the church is real faithful folks, and this side, I don't know, right? I don't know about that lot. That's just not helpful. Just like it's, just to be fair, this lot is the great lot right here. The downstairs right. Everybody else, we're in trouble, right? That's not where this letter is taking us. That's not who God is. God says, think about it differently. There's an old Nobel laureate who says, the line of good and evil passes through every human heart. We all have potential to do the good that God invites us to in Jesus. And we all have potential to do harm. And God gives us the freedom to choose. The line of good and evil passes through every human heart. So instead of thinking about containers, it's probably more helpful to think about it as a circle, but to expand our imaginations, a sphere, right? A sphere is like this big ball that we're all part of. Everybody in the whole world that, that we hear about that Jesus came to liberate from our sins, everybody's inside this sphere. And John knows based on the human condition, 
the letter in 1 John, he's not worried about if we're sinning or not. He believes the human condition is we all have this problem of sin. We all have it. So inside this fear, it's not so much where you are, it's which direction are you walking? Are you walking to the light that's Jesus? Or are you walking away from that light? Heard a preacher at a revival years ago. He said, if you don't ever meet the devil on your journey, you might be walking the same direction. (laughs) So we know that we meet temptation, especially if we're heading toward the light that's in Christ. When I think about the light and the metaphor, I think about plants and gardening. I was walking down here with Bob this morning, and we were talking about how we can't wait until spring gets here, right? Things are starting to bloom. And plants need light to bloom. They need light. This light brings forth life and abundance. And this light we have in God, I think about it as a growth metaphor. We grow closer to God and each other as we repent of our sin and turn away from that. And the light helps us to grow. And in addition, we have to participate. Plants need light, and they also need what? Water. Yeah, water. I feel like God gives a light, and we turn to that light, and we participate in acts like confessional prayer. And participating in it is like watering. When I was little, one of my jobs to do was water our garden growing up. We had a garden that was probably about the size of this downstairs, maybe a little bit bigger. And we grew tomatoes as one thing. Where I grew up in North Alabama, the soil was really good for tomatoes. It was the right acidity in the soil. We had great tomatoes. And my job at night, I don't know why we watered at night. We did. My job at night was to go water the tomatoes. And it was a process. I had to go to our spigot where the hose was rolled up in a real nice coal, right? I had to get the hose off and connect it to the spigot. And I had to get the second hose that was rolled up and connected to the first hose. I had to take it all the way over to where the tomatoes were. I had to water the tomatoes. Turn the water on and I sit there and water each plant. And I would count like, we would count to like 30 Mississippi, that's 30 seconds. We counted the Mississippi, one Mississippi, two Mississippi, you know, three Mississippi. I counted that way to make sure it was 30 seconds. And then I'd go over to the next plant. And I was wearing shorts and a t-shirt and mosquitoes just loved me growing up and they still do. I am like the opposite of a centronella candle. So if I'm around you in the summertime, you like me because I'm your tribute to the mosquitoes. They just come to me. I don't know if it's my blood type or my skin. I don't know, but mosquitoes just come to me all the time. And I would sit there and water tomatoes and hit mosquitoes, right, and keep them away from me and just keep watering and watering and watering. It was a task. Sometimes I got tired of watering. I wouldn't want to do the ones on the end. I'm tired of this. I'm ready to go in. And I knew that my grandparents and parents expected me to even water the places that were hard to get to, to water the hard parts. Our participation in this confessional prayer and this recognizing our sin and being honest is about giving God 
all of our heart. Being honest about the parts that are easy over here and even giving God the hard parts. The parts that we don't feel like we can give to God, we're embarrassed, we're ashamed. We don't want to give them to God because we like who we are. Or maybe we feel we, they're so bad, I just can't admit it to God. God says, I want your whole heart. Give me the hard parts. I can love that too. If we're ever worried about, you know, will God forgive us? How does this work? John continues to write, we have an advocate for us in Jesus. It's like an attorney arguing before a court, perhaps. Jesus is our advocate. So when we confess our sins, we have confidence that we're forgiven. That's our participation. That's our watering. That's turning to the light. What does it mean to confess sin? We do it corporately in worship. I love that part of worship when we confess sin because it kind of unites us. Our unity as people are people who believe in Jesus. We believe in this triune God and the Holy Spirit working. We believe we're all fall short of God's glory. Our unity doesn't mean we think the same thing about every single issue under the sun. It means we're united in our humanity and our fallen nature and our need for Jesus. It unites us. When we confess sin, we're honest with God. In a corporate setting, we're honest. We say it. And we all seek to be reconciled with God and each other. And then there's your personal life of confessing. God, here's places I'm falling short. Here's places that I feel like there's harm being done. Forgive me, help me. And part of confessing is repenting. In John's letter, he assumes this behavior, the choices we make change. You heard him say, this doesn't mean I say just go out and sin willfully. John is saying, repent, move to the light. Give God all of your heart, even the hard parts. God can love that too. And as we move today and the end of the sermon, we're going to move straight to the confessional prayer. And church, I invite you to stand in body or spirit as we have our prayer of confession this morning.